Welcome to Get Your Shoot Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business, life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kara Derryberry. And I'm Mary Fist Taylor. Hey, long lost friends. Hi, long. I mean, people are going <laughs> to think that we, I mean, we've actually seen and talked to each other more than actually normal, but we have not done this in so long. We kind of forgot how to do it. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> wait, wait. What, where are we? Where do we start? Where do we start? But yeah, we are back. It's episode one hundred. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I, I can't, can't believe it. I can't believe it as well. And you know what? What also we can celebrate alongside episode one hundred. My seventy sixth Dave Matthews show tomorrow. That <laughs> of course we will rejoice in your seventy sixth Dave Matthews, but also. The long-awaited end to Invisalign is tomorrow. Oh, my God. Praise. <laughs> praise. Praise all things holy. Invisalign ends tomorrow. Ends tomorrow. Okay, but wait a minute. Are you going to be one of those people that they go in and they go just a couple more weeks? They're probably. <laughs> so I don't want to, like, prematurely, uh, I don't want to prematurely um, celebrate this. So when I called, they called to confirm my appointment, and I said, right, 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 yes, I'll be there, I'll be there. Um, uh, I just want to make sure. Does it say that you're taking off the, the quote, buttons, yeah. the nubs off my teeth? Or does it say that you're removing those? She goes, oh, I don't know. I was like, I'm going to need you to find out. We're going to need confirmation. <laughs> so she came back and she says, yes, we are taking them off. We have blocked time to take them off of your teeth. I was like, I'm holding you to it. We're taking, We're taking these off. them off. Oh, my yeah. gosh. She must be thrilled to death. I'm so excited. I can't hardly stand it. I hate this so much. I feel like it's been 77 <laughs> years since you got the line. It's, been, it's only been six months. It, or 77 years. Same. Mm, nope. 70. It's only been six months. We've only been talking about your teeth for six months. Yes. That is shocking to me. <laughs> it feels like every day. <laughs> every single minute of every single day. Oh, my gosh. Kira, let's start huh. off with, okay, first of all, 100 episodes. Insane. This is something that was born in an airport bar that I literally didn't even know how to like get a microphone. I had no idea how to do it. I should literally walk me through it. Hundred episodes into a podcast that we absolutely love, absolutely adore. love, adore, adore the people that listen. It's been so fun. I've been able to do a little travel this year and meet so many photographers, and I love it when people go, "I love your podcast. You and Kira are so funny." It just, guys, if you just knew how much that meant. To me it, and to you, I know feel the same. It means so much. We we so we were just in in Las Vegas. With Let's a talk fa- about that. Fantastic! Oh group of girls. my god! Shout out to the flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> what a great great group for our our very first uh, workshop together. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly we couldn't have asked for a a better group. We had people from all different stages in their careers. Yeah. Um, from just all over the country, out. all over the country, from all the from West all Coast the to the East Coast. Yes, yes, and um, and and they braved the flamingo with us. <gasps> they believe it or did. Not. <laughs> we all braved the flamingo. <laughs> hey guys, by the way, the flamingo was great in our room after we got it clean again. That it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. There was a bachelorette party in our suite that we rented. We, yes. we a, a massive suite, beautiful suite, beautiful, the great view, Cute, great um, view. Yeah, but there had there had been a bachelorette party as uh, evidence from the penis confetti that um, we kept finding <laughs> in different parts of the room. There was yes, there was um, questionable body part confetti all over, and um, uh, uh, hats and yeah, uh, beverages just, in the um, in the refrigerator, uh-huh. and, and a smell and, and residue, let's just say it and residue, let's residue just and and a, a very strong smell. Of there was a smell. smoking of substances, all of kinds, med- whatever, all whatever kinds. you got, all, anything you could smoke. Seems like we went, smoked. we went to the, there's a big CVS right next to the Flamingo and we went over there and went grocery shopping and picked up like plugins, like plugins, plugins. Febreze, <laughs> plugins, lots of sanitizer, <laughs> lots of wipes, uh-huh. but it was fine. The room was fine. Once we got through all that, it was the getting to the room. Oof. You know, we knew that the Flamingo, you know, a, a, uh, Staple of original landmark, Vegas. really. Yeah, I mean, just just vintage vibes all around, and great pricing. Now, one thing we didn't consider in our long debate over the, of the over the flamingo and whether or not to have it there, while the price was right for the space, yeah, we didn't consider the clientele of the hotel. We did not. We did mm-hmm. not. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking. We're trying to teach a workshop and talking about being, you know, a, a higher end. A like we're, we're all luxury business, right? Because we we sell photography. But yeah, it was um, 
It was questionable. Two stars would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it was great. The workshop was great. Amazing. The flamingos were phenomenal. I just, we have, I feel like we left there with 10 new best friends. Yeah. Got to hang out with your mom. That was awesome. Janet Dodd was there. My daughter and my adopted chosen daughter was there. So I got to hang out with them. It was fabulous and, food, fabulous shopping. Uh, oh, we did kill the shopping. We killed the <laughs> shopping game. <laughs> Um, yes, we we uh, we did not leave Vegas a, a negative because of gambling. We left negative because of shopping, because of Louis Vuitton and very expensive dinners, mm-hmm. which we loved and wine. But that was fantastic. We're already planning our next one, so we'll just drop a little hint right there and say that maybe there will be an announcement coming soon for our next adventure. It will not be in Las Vegas. Not that we won't maybe go back one day, but it will not be in Vegas. But no, we thought, we figured uh, we can make this mobile. We had people come from all over the country, yeah. and as long as it's accessible, yeah, you know, um, via airplane, yeah, then I think um, I think we can move this around a little bit. So yeah, watch out for. I know you. A lot of people have been asking. Actually, yes, they have about when we're going to do it again, and uh, we we can confirm we are doing it again, and it will not be in Vegas. That's all we can say right now, but it's definitely <laughs> happening, and it's going to be awesome as usual. And yes, so my friend, we are a hundred episodes in. Guys, we apologize. We between the retreat and I mean, wow, we're so busy. I know that's just. I mean, I feel like a jerk every time, but it, literally, it's been hard to find time because you know this is a labor of love <laughs> for us, and we've just literally not even been able to get down, uh, sit down at our computers together for an hour for weeks. No, no, we have not been because uh, it's been busy. You've you've been traveling all over the country still. Every time, every yeah. time we have scheduled something, it's been either I say. Hey, I'm so sorry. Or you send me a text that says, "Hey, I'm so sorry." Yeah, we just got <laughs> because used to dot it. dot dot. Don't give up on us, guys. We're going to get back to a regular pattern soon. But being president this year, this is a busy time, and then of course our studios. Hopefully, everybody's moving into busy times. So that's been cool. But hey, guys, let me give a huge shout out to our amazing sponsors from our retreat. Just one more time, because I do not want to overlook the generosity of Tether Tools, White House Custom Color, Three XM Folios. Of course, our great, 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 great friends at Retouch Up. You are killer. You guys just not only help us in our business, but you've been so supportive of the podcast and the retreat. And photo flash drives killed it. it killed the swag the game. swag. I mean, thank you, photo flash drives. If you're not familiar with them, look them up. They killed it. I'm not kidding you. We had the most Mac Daddy swag. You would have thought we were rolling like Oscar style, like literally like Emmy style <laughs> swag bags. They were phenomenal we're actually going to have a few left and we're going to be coming up with a fun little contest to be giving those away maybe later in the season here. Um, and we're going to be having pictures on our Facebook page, but golly, did I forget anybody? Amazing sponsors. I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, unless you, <laughs> and thank <laughs> you to Gregory and Lisa Daniel for popping yes. into the retreat and just giving so much great inspiration and conversation. It was so amazing to have you guys there. We just, I just feel incredibly just, just a lucky girl. Like, it's just couldn't have asked for it to go better. I know who I would like to thank just from this trip. Uh, Mr. Jamie Haynes for, <laughs> t- for taking care of my mama <laughs> first day. Um, he was our Agador Spartacus. He was taking yeah, care of Yeah, he was. Dunn, and he, fetching and he coffee. Ran. He uh, did everything. And my mom uh, my mom had her wallet stolen that first uh, day of class. That and awful. it was so heartbreaking. And we were in class. And uh, so Jamie shows up like a superhero and really was... Super instrumental in helping her get everything together. And and so thank you, Jamie Hayes. That was awesome. Yes, thank you, Jamie Hayes. So yeah, it was fantastic, guys. And it'll be more, it'll be fantastic moving forward. But 100 episodes. So we thought and thought and thought like what we were going to talk about. And where did we land? We landed. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Ah, we, well, you know, we've been talking a lot to a lot of people about regenerating their business, restarting their business, or starting their business for the first time. So we thought that this week we might tackle 
if we were to do it again. Where would we start? Right? Yeah. If you if you were opening a photography business today with the with the knowledge that you have, mm. what what is the like? What are your go to? Don't do this, or 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 definitely do this. Like, what are those? What are those um, things that you? No, you would not do again, and things that <laughs> I have, you definitely. I feel like I have a list of things that I wouldn't do. I have way more of those <laughs> versus things that I would do. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Uh-huh. So maybe, maybe let's go. Let's let's go down our list. Okay. Who goes first? You go. Who goes you first? start. All right. So I'm like, sh- I'm like, I know. I'm like, we're we're both kind of doing a little weird dance, <laughs> which is super awkward. And we're really grateful this isn't televised because this is an awkward dance. I don't know why it's I'm a, like revving up for this. It's an uncomfortable dance. It is. I don't know. It is very uncomfortable. It's like a bobblehead sway. <laughs> it's like um, that red swaggy thing that's outside of like car dealerships. You know, the, the, the like the big, huge blow up thing that's got the frizzy, fringy hair on the end. And kinda, <laughs> the inflatable. Yeah. Yep. The guy that kind of does that. I don't know why I think that's. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of that kind of dance. Anyway, back to this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, I feel like number one on my list is valuing the digital file. Oof. Yes. I I have, when I first started my business, uh, I was just giving away a ton of digital files. And I know a lot, we're all guilty. I mean, especially with the digital revolution, if especially if you came in right after the digital resolution, you know, the revolution— like I did, yeah. you're just like, well, this is what people expect, and they expect everything that I shot, and they expect, you know, I, um, I, I gave, I gave away so much <laughs> in the beginning mm-hmm. without really putting a real value on what that is, and and it, it's not just that I gave away too many; it's that I never communicated what they were worth, or right. that this is the most like me handing you a single digital file gives the power over what you do with that over to the client. And so if you're going to do that, it really is one of the most expensive things that you sell. But but it felt like the easiest thing, so it shouldn't be the most expensive thing in the beginning. Right. Right? Because we have have made a decision that it doesn't cost us anything. Uh Would you agree with that? Like, don't you think? Well, there's no cost. Like, there's no overhead. If I print Where's something, of it, yeah, there's no overhead because we're, we're, what we're not no putting any value that. on is our time, talent, and treasure. Right? We're not putting any value whatsoever on that. So we're saying, well, it's free because I didn't have any hard costs. But you're giving up all of the. You're giving up all the cost. I mean, that would be like you physically made yeah. it. It's like you planted a seed in the ground. Yeah, and you grew a, t- a bunch of tomatoes, <laughs> and then you gave away the tomatoes. Right, and then. And because you're like, well, I didn't, it was easy. You know, I just planted the seed and, you know, it yeah. grew, but, you know, I just gave away the tomatoes. The tomatoes, like, that, that, that just came naturally. I'm like, my only cost was that seed. No, <laughs> like literally, you know, it's all the cost. That's such a good one. See, that's one I wouldn't think of because I started before that. You know what Right. I mean? You like, were in the industry during film, you know, so right. you, always you were just like, I'm sure, I'm sure when that was happening, as I'm like, you know, cracking my knuckles and buying a camera, you know, to get into the industry, your, your, your team is probably like, oh, no, Whoa. hold on <laughs> no, there. No, 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 no. Like I remember during that time, people, photographers, cause I was teaching a lot of web design for photographers in those first few years. And, um, the, the inclination to not put their, their images online was strong. Like I, I Oh, was, right. I, Remember that? Like they, they, they did not, and I understand why. It was just this fear. This is the most valuable thing that I have. Yeah. And they, and they were right to fear it and to feel that way. And you're probably like, time. what's your problem? <laughs> I'm like, but how are people going to hire you? Nobody's going to hire you if they can't see your work. They're, but they've been hiring me before. Why would they suddenly not hire me? Right. You know, just because I don't have my images online. And it was, it was a messaging that was really hard to convey to people long time in the industry and uh, versus people coming in. I forgot know, so. about those days. I remembered some of those original websites that came out and people would put their images online. You guys are going to laugh maybe, but um, unless you did it, but <laughs> those people that would come out and they would literally put their logo so big on the image on their website that you could barely appreciate the image because we were so afraid of people stealing our images. Oh my gosh. I totally so forgot afraid of it. It was uh, the, the land, the fear around having a website or putting your images on the internet. Yes. Or not watermarking versus watermarking the images. I mean, that was such a, a thing. And here I am with all of the tech savvy that I had at the time going, 
gosh, it's just easy to just take a bunch of pictures and hand it over, you know, for a flat fee. Yeah. And not have this, because in my mind, I have this advantage over folks who are afraid to put their their images online. Like, I mean, I you know, it's an yeah. interesting, it was an interesting time because we were doing it, everybody was doing it wrong on both sides. Of course. You know? <laughs> no, of course. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely You know, right. like, People were, you know, saving the images from the light of the internet, but then the people who were putting it on the internet were just giving it away. Right. <laughs> Couldn't win there. There was a no-win situation. Because, you know, I will be honest, like, back, you know, before digital, um, there were very few photographers. There was one photographer in the city of Richmond that, back in the film days, would actually give you the negatives. He, he photographed strictly 35 millimeter, which we always were two and a quarter, you know, Mm-hmm. And, and some 35 millimeter. But he would, his wedding collection included all the film. And we thought that he was the devil. He was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time indeed. He's no longer in business <laughs> though. Um, <laughs> he probably wasn't charging for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, it's just kind of funny to think, to look back and think about that. Wow, that's a good one, Kira. I'm, I'm oh. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Okay. All right, your turn. Okay, so mine would be, um, okay, so mine would be um, pinpointing and truly identifying the customer or the client I want to serve. And I think a lot of times when, because when you truly do that, it's so much easier to market and the referral, everything is just different. Um, we spend a lot of time in our studio just kind of spraying market, spraying marketing out there and praying people would respond and they would buy what I want them to buy. And that was back in the days when we were photographing two, 300 sessions. Our averages were obviously not as high. We were, quite frankly, for a long time making probably just about the same amount of money, but I was just hoping. So you had to deal with a lot of, you know, minimum sales and smaller sales to get to that one big one. And I did not believe for the longest time that I could just pinpoint a certain type of client um, and really only focus on those large sales. Does that make sense? Like we did Groupon or we did Living Social is what it was called, but it was similar to Groupon. Oh, I did that too. Yeah. You know, we did, you know, really big partnerships with huge furniture stores and we would send out thousands of gift cards and you would just get, you know, you'd have to sift through so much. You know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of mining for clients and not refining. So I wish I had believed in our work and in our business sense and sales plan and everything way earlier that I could really refine my marketing to just a very pinpointed group. I don't know if that makes sense. So like, it's like, no, 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 no. I know a hundred percent because I I think that is, especially when you get into this business, you're just like, let me just put it out there and build it and they will come, you know, right. and, and I, whoever I get is great. And every inquiry is gold. And, you yeah. know, if, if it, if it reached a person, then awesome, you know, and right. then, but cause in the beginning, you're so worried that you won't make it or yeah. that, you know, how do I get clients? How do I get people calling? You're not worried at all about refining. No, you know not what at I mean? all. Like, and that was going to come later. As a matter of fact, I was like, no, later. It's kind of like, well, one day I'll charge what I deserve or one day I'll pay myself. So, you know, um, and, and and that's another one of my, I wish I'd not learned profit first sooner, quite frankly. Um, but the the client you want to serve, I just didn't have the belief. I thought, well, it was okay. At least if I could get him in the door, it was better than nothing. I would like crave for my schedule to be so jam packed with appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, that that was success and that wasn't success. That was me working really hard for less money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just to, just to get butts and seats when yeah. not every, not every butt in the seat is, is the right one. The They're not the right. Yeah. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I have another good one. Okay, go. And it's a, it's a self-confession really. Um, I wish that I had, been smart enough earlier in my photography career to properly set up retirement and saving. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because that's that's something I don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. And also, that was something that I was, again, so busy trying to get things off the ground and just, you know, make money. And, oh, my gosh, I have money. And, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just once it started going, I, I never stopped to set up <laughs> retirement, like, right. in the first, sec, you know, section of my career. Because— Somebody always did that for me when I had a regular job. Right. You know, like I never had to worry about that because when I worked a regular 
40, 50-hour week job, you know, in an office, you fill out all those forms your first day of work and all that stuff is set yeah. up for you. 401ks and, and, and retirement and all Company matching and there's all this, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. Those sort of benefits don't really exist when you're self-employed unless you create them. Well, yeah, because the day you decide to stop working in your studio, which may never happen, by the way, you may, you know, Jamie swears he's going to drop dead with the camera in his hand. I believe it. But I do too. Um, <laughs> but the day you don't just then go, just go, okay, where's my retirement? Because mm-hmm. if you didn't do it, there is no retirement. It's kind of like being intentional with your, you know, profit or anything else. I mean, it, it's not there unless you have an exit strategy. The day you open your business is the day you should have an exit plan. Absolutely. And guys, if you're hearing this now and you're, it's dawning on you that you haven't set up retirement, it's never too late. Right. Just do it. Just go set it up. Go open a Charles Schwab account or something, you know, <laughs> set up a Roth IRA and just get it done. I don't like to talk about it or think about it either, but it is something that is necessary. Sure. So just do the work, get it done, and then set it and forget it. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me also throw this out there, and this may not be popular, but let me just, I have a feeling this is going to be a two-episode conversation, by the way, now that we're getting in, because I have some things keep popping in my head. Um, you know what? Don't fall back on this. And I hear this a lot, so I'm going to say it. Well, it's okay, because my, my wife or my husband's company, they have, we have retirement. Guys, look. That's I, not a guarantee. After, after we went through last year, obviously nothing's guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. But you never know. You never know what's going to happen down the road with the, either their job stability or the relationship. The, be honest. I mean, things happen. People, you know, whatever. Don't rely on that. If you are a business owner, then you should have the wherewithal to have that plan in place for yourself, for your family, for yourself, because you just don't know. Don't rely on somebody else's plan, even if it's your, your spouse Whatever. Don't rely on that because it's much better to have too much than none. Right. You Absolutely. Know? I mean. Absolutely. And <clears throat> treat this treat this like a job from day one. Yeah. That's what I would tell early me, you know. <laughs> I yeah. would say, I would say, hey, you know how, you know, you got uh, cut to part time and then eventually you, you know, decided to pursue this. Well, now this is your job. <laughs> yeah. So you might be working out of your house in your 900 square foot duplex that you're living in with your two-year-old, but this is your job. So you need to treat it like a job. A, a real <laughs> job, not just a side hustle or what have you. And yeah, that, I think that's, oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. And that's a hard one. And nobody like, that's not the fun stuff, guys. It's, you know, we want to have all, we talk about all the fun stuff we get to do and, you know, the, the creating, you know, but that's the hard stuff. But trust me, the ones of us that are doing that, don't we sleep better at night? I mean, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like it's a pain it's, in the butt to set up, but it's just, it's a pain in the butt to set up. But then once it's set up, it's all automatic, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, that is something I really wish I had. I was so worried about staying above water and so worried about being, making this successful and, and booking clients and marketing and all that stuff. That this was just the very last thing. And, and honing about. your craft, learning more mm-hmm. about how to take the, I mean, there's so, it's overwhelming, but if you start, even if you start small, you know, it's kind of like we talked about profit first. I know it feels like three years ago, but it, 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 just even if you start small, putting a little bit away or doing investing in your future, you have to. Nobody else is doing that for you. Even if you have a spouse, you need to do it for yourself. It feels really good to know that if tomorrow I were all alone, I could still live. I could meet my bills. I could make it. That feels really good. And believe it or not, if you're not doing that, it's weighing on you under the surface. You know those things that are weighing on you under the surface and then they bubble up and mm-hmm. whatever. If you don't have that security and you know who you are, it, it, you can, it does weigh on you. It wears on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. in more ways than, you know, it, it does. It takes its toll on our mental health and our emotional health, our physical health. So it's just important. It's important. And I, and I understand that a lot of people are like, but Mary, I'm barely making, I'm not even making $1,000 a month or I'm not making, you know, that's okay just at least start it gets away from you so quickly yeah. though because at one minute you're making a thousand dollars a month and the next minute you're making 12 you yeah. know what i mean and it just it just and and then by then you're so busy that you're you're who has time to stop and and figure that out you exactly know? so and um and speaking of that well it's actually your turn so you go no go ahead you you're I, I was gonna say paying yourself okay that's what i was gonna say so okay <laughs> 
There you go. So we're on the same page. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, we, we did, we, we did this when we opened our studio because, and honestly, it's mostly because I'd come from a career where I've had a really great salary. I certainly wasn't going to downgrade. And because Jamie, it's how he doesn't have anybody else. Like this Uh is how he makes a living and he has to have a retirement and all that stuff. So paying yourself and, um, paying yourself, you know, a, a livable wage and making sure that you have benefits that you're, you know, you have health insurance, um, all that stuff. It's just, it's crucial. It's just. And it's so, so little to do with photography as a whole. Yeah. You know, it's just for any small business owner, anytime you're an entrepreneur and you're going out on your own, these are things that fall by the wayside because you're so busy starting it up. Yeah. You know? And, um, and it just gets, and that's, and that just gets lost. So, you know, when I switched over, things got so much less complicated. It's, I thought it was going to be more complicated, but when I went from being a sole proprietor over to, you know, having an S-Corp and, and receiving a paycheck, you know, I, I, I use a company called Gusto um, for my pay, you know, to issue myself paychecks. And mm-hmm. it's just all automated and it auto-drafts out of one account and puts it in my personal account. And I thought that was going to be like, oof, but man, to have the security of a paycheck. Imagine <laughs> you know? that. And, Imagine every two weeks getting paid on a Friday. That, um, you know, that's um, that's how it's supposed to work. And for the first part of my career, it would, certainly was not working that way. It was, yeah. I had one big business account, and I would just take money out of it when I thought, like, I needed some money. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and um, and I wasn't getting a paycheck. So paying yourself and setting up a regular schedule and, and giving yourself a living wage, a salary, um, it's beneficial for a lot of things. Like, if you need to go get alone or yeah. if you need to go you know buy a car they, they want to know how much your salary is believe yeah. or not <laughs> yeah which brings you to the next point that you know you have to be legal with it too so yes you mm-hmm. need to be you know when you're when your company um, auto you know automates or puts out the paycheck they've they've done the withdraw- withholdings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can't just if you're just if you're just drawing out of a business account you're not paying into your you're not paying into FICA you're not paying you're not legal Quite frankly, you're not paying. I, I would venture to guess that you're not paying in the withholdings that you're supposed to pay. And the reason you have to do that is just because it's the law. <laughs> like you well, actually have to. You get double taxed you as do. a self-employed person. Is what and that was, and that was the big. That was really the big thing. It was not just that I wasn't getting a paycheck on a regular basis. It was that when tax season came, it, I felt like I was just I was giving it all back. You know, um, right. because because of the you know the sole proprietorship. So. So lots of benefits to actually paying yourself a paycheck. I know it's scary because you're it like, is. well, what if there's not enough money in the bank account to give myself the paycheck? There, you know, right? If you do all the steps, <laughs> yeah, right. There will be, right. you know, yeah, there will be. And if there's not, then you're not going to get a paycheck. And the, and look, guys, I mean, there's no shame in that game. You know, I mean, things happen or what have you, and and that's okay. But at least. At least it's earmarked that you didn't, and the company still owes you. So maybe you know after the next quarter you you pick up and you can make that back up or whatever. But it has to be part of the process. It's this industry is so amazing and it's so glitzy and you know so many like so much shiny things. But boy, we just don't like to talk about the things that we have to. And for someone that combined here, we're talking about almost what forty some year over forty years of business combined, right? Mm-hmm, what are you, mm-hmm. 15? And- mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I'm in 12. 12, plus. okay, all right. Mm-hmm. 12 plus, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm masked on my thing. Almost 40 years, right? about 40 years of business, you know, we're telling you this because, not because we think that um, we're not trying to, like, make your life harder. We're trying to make it easier. And, and earlier than we did. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you nuggets here that uh, I really waited a long time to do. Right. And if you did it early in your career that would, uh, you'd be better off than me 12 years later, you know, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. So paying yourself, that's a big one. I, I like that one a lot. I, I think that also, um, you know, I, I, I did this early on and I, it's one of the best things I did, but you know, I do think having a mentor or having, having that community or that fellowship that you can lean into because, this is a lonely business, a lot. The mentor or the accountability of yeah, somebody the else. Accountability partner, yeah. You know, um, I, you know, that's that is something that if you told twenty eight year old, twenty seven year old Kara uh, to get a mentor, I would have been like, "Cool, thank you so much. You're cute. <laughs> that's fun. Thank you. I will definitely do that." And then absolutely not do that. I, <laughs> I, 
I remember going over to Florida Professional Photographers um, before I was a member to an event um, that they were like a seminar that that some photography friends had invited me to. And it was like when I walked in the door, the the elder members of the group, and not, not that they're old, but just that they've been in the, yeah. in the organization for a long time, they approached me and they were super welcoming, but they were also like real heavy with the, you know, and who, have you found a mentor yet? Have you found, it was like they were so eager to find out if I had a mentor yet so they could scoop me up. And it was just, it was very, I did not like it no. at, at all. Yeah, okay. And, um, and I remember being very resistant to the whole mentor idea. And I, but I, I sort of believe that mentors find you. I agree. You know? Um, I agree. And, and not in that way. Not in the, mm-hmm. let me scoop you up because nobody scooped you up yet. Yeah. Way, you know? Oh, look, I mean? somebody shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody new. Um, no, the, like, that you don't even... I didn't even realize, you know, you know, Greg is 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 mine or one of mine, and and Greg, I didn't even know he was doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, you say that. That's yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. I mean, Anne Monteith was definitely mine. I just happened to go to a seminar and just loved everything she was saying. I bought. I mean, I literally was like, oh my gosh, she's the person that actually taught me that I could be successful in this business, that I could make the same amount or more, which I I had, that I was in a real career. Like I started thinking this, well, you know, I'll do this for a little bit and probably go back to my real career or whatever. I did not know where this was going to lead. Um, I had no idea that, that, but what Anne taught me, yeah, you know, you can do this and you can, you can buy a second home. You can buy the car you want. You can put your kids through college. I did not know that I believed that until Anne came into my life. And she didn't ever has called herself my mentor. She probably would rebuke it if I, you know, if I said it to her face, which I have. Um, but that's not how she felt. She was just literally giving and sharing what she believed. And I just, it was what I needed to hear. It, well, you know, it was what you needed to hear, but it also, you know, it's easy enough for, sure, Kira, mentors find you. You and Mary were so lucky. These two people just came into your life oh. and found you. You have to put yourself out there too. Well, that's you true. Have, you have to go to things. You have to be present. You have to be willing to learn. I mean, a mentor isn't going to see you in a crowd, you know, playing on your phone the whole time during a program and, you know, think, oh, that's somebody I want to help out. Yeah, they, no, they're obviously always, very invested in this. They're very engaged. Right. It's all it's it's always the people who are who are engaged and and expressing like a desire to get better, either, you know, photographically or through business that that's you put yourself out there and and those people enter your life because you're see, you're also seeking it. You know, so. No, would you agree that like, I, I, I like that. And that's another good point. And I think we see this a lot. We see a lot because of the world we live in today, a lot of photographers, maybe newer to the industry, or maybe they've been doing it for a little bit. They're, you know, they're at YouTube University. They're online all the time, but they're not out there meeting other people in the same industry. And it's mm-hmm. incredibly isolating. Um, it doesn't open your vision or horizons to newer, different things. And I do think being a part of a group or organization, association, whatever, is really important because you learn different things. You, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Or that's a much easier way to light or, you know, retouch or whatever it is. But look at our retreat. I mean, we had people at all different levels. I hope and I feel like a lot of them left with new friends in their arsenal that I'm already seeing it. There are, they're so active on the private Facebook page asking this and that and giving each other answers. And I think that was something that we didn't have anything to do with. It was just a happy coincidence. It's a happy, it's a happy um, uh, result of us putting mm-hmm. together that group because now they 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 are they're talking to each other all the time and holding each other accountable and answering each yeah. other's questions. I found out that one person convinced another person to enter IPC. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, you know, just encouraging each other because you know, I, and I know that I went through a period of time maybe not in the very beginning, but I kind of got to a point where I thought I knew it all. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I thought that when I opened and I, well, Yeah, <laughs> I definitely did not when I opened because I was not, I didn't mean to be, be in this industry. So I had a lot to learn, but I got to a point where I didn't feel like I needed other people. And that was not a, that was not a good decision on my part. I def, that's when I probably needed people more than ever. So that's why when Greg came into my life, um, you know, when he told me about StoryBrand, which, mm-hmm. you know, he fully told me that, I was like, that's so cute that he thinks that. I mean, he does he understand how much money I make and how successful. You know what I mean? That was my initial reaction until I got, you know, got my, my head on straight. And I was like, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? I mean, obviously, this is, so you have to be open to it, which I guess my next one would be the mindset piece. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, mindset's so important to me. Was it my turn? 
Oh, who cares? Go. <laughs> Mindset for me is huge. As, as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with another person just today about mindset. If you're not in a position that you feel like you have that growth mindset, that you're open to, um, you know, hearing other possibilities and things, because things are changing faster than ever before. We know this. And if you're not in a growth mindset, then I don't, I don't think that success is going to be as easy or maybe even as attainable as if you had a fixed mindset. And we tend to, as artistic as we think we are and all these things, we really can get super fixed on the way I do it is right. Whether it's our lighting, our retouching, our artwork, our marketing, what will and won't work in our area, all these things. You might be surprised if you just give it a chance. Can I give you just a like a like a photography example yeah. of that? Rather than a because I think we we I think I always hear hear about this and think about this in regards to business all the time. You know, like I'm fixed in my ways about how I do a certain thing in my business. Yeah. Or I couldn't possibly do something right. be, like that person because I because I, I have these roadblocks. But let me give you a photography thing. I never thought in a million years when I started that I would be shooting on a tripod as much as I do. Oh wow, yeah, that's a good one. I I really I am really lately in especially in the last two years. Part of it is honestly aging and the physicality of right. photography, and I'm just tired of holding my arms up all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no facts. <laughs> but the more refined and better I get with my studio lighting, and the more the more freedom being tethered onto a tripod actually gives me in the long run. Mm-hmm. And if even a couple of years ago, I would have paid money that I would never that those words would not come out of my mouth. You know, I like to be able to move around. I like to be able to follow kids. I like to blah, 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 blah. Honestly, I can do everything that I was doing before more efficiently and with less clicks. Yeah. Um, by shooting on a tripod. I do not know why I've been hand-holding headshots on a, uh, like, this whole time. That makes no until, sense to me whatsoever. It doesn't really make any sense at all. Because, honestly, I mean, it just seems dumb at this point. You know what I mean? And I'm not calling anyone who is not using a tripod dumb. I'm telling you, I've just been there. And then finally, lately, I'm just like, what if, why? Because it takes that whole element out of it. By the way, I'm also not squinting and looking behind a viewfinder anymore since I switched to my mirrorless. I'm just looking, there's a screen yeah. and I can see. And I'm just standing, engaging with the client. No, <laughs> Because absolutely. I'm not holding the camera to my face. But would you also agree that, and I've, I've, I've taught enough over the years, and you know, we've always used a tripod or a monopod in the studio or a tripod mm-hmm. location. It doesn't make sense to me to hold the camera because I can't interact with the client. If I can't yeah. make eye contact with the client because I got a camera in my face, how is that connection? I don't. How? I don't know that. I mean, I don't like doing business with somebody who's on their phone all the time. Or you know what I'm saying? Sorry. Somehow my phone is recording. Like I, it's is it, recording. Yeah. <laughs> Your phone send Greg a message. So, um, um, so you know, how am I making a connection with someone if I'm not looking in them in the face? Exactly. Well, and I thought I was. That's the thing is my when we talk about gross mindset, I I didn't need to shoot on a truck. You couldn't have you couldn't have paid me money to do it because like <laughs> I like I am engaging. Look at my work. I am engaging with my clients. Uh-huh. They are engaging with me. But then I started it, it kind of evolved. It was because I was shooting tethered. Yeah. And then I was like able to trigger, you know, remotely and like, you know, and then I started kind of popping out from behind the camera. And also they I don't know. I'm getting like more genuine expression. Yes. Like, you know, but, I, but I thought that I was getting genuine expression. That's what, that's my point. I got you. Is I was, I didn't need to change because this is how I do it. This is my personal style. This is how I've always done it. Why would I suddenly start shooting on a tripod? That'll totally throw me off. I won't understand how to blah, blah, blah. No, I'm a tri- I'm officially a tripod shooter. I was trying to, Jamie Haynes and I have been shopping for tripods now. <laughs> I mean, I have one, but I hate it. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's one of my examples of like when I just never thought I would do something a different way. I've been shooting since I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and I never once in a million years thought I would be a tripod shooter. I, it, we, and I, I hear that a lot. And, and, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it is, it's easier on your body and it, and, and, it is. and because what we want to sell is large art, it, it, I'm sorry, you're you're less likely to have your images tip. You guys know what I'm talking about. And you go in Photoshop, you got to straighten that up and add a little to the mm-hmm. background because, oh, I was, you know, I was a little cockeyed on that one. Or mm-hmm. if I'm matching portraits, I mean, headshots. Like, I can't imagine not using a tripod for headshots. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't even make any sense. I don't understand. Um, That's but, such you know, a great so, point, though. Holy moly, yeah. 
So mindset is a big thing, and it doesn't just apply to if your business right. and, and the things that you're holding you back from getting your business right. It, it definitely applies to, you know, don't count out that you might do something a different way in five years, in two right. years, and, you know, um, because you just don't know. You just, uh, you just no, don't know. I mean, look at you. you. You've gone from, obviously, well, you were started digital, but I mean, I know you photographed film at some point in your life, but yeah. film, digital, to now a mirrorless camera shooting tethered. I mean, these yeah. are all, that's progression where, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a evolution it, is what it is. Right. I mean, it's it's starting. I mean, here I am shooting with natural light in fields. Right. You know, from the from the beginning, and, and here I am now in a full brick and mortar studio space with very refined lighting, very refined style, very refined methods by which I I photograph people and interact with them. And and to say if I meet a lot of photographers who are like, yeah, that style doesn't really apply to me, or that you know. You just can't say that because you just don't know where you're where you're going to be in five or ten years. To be, you know, and, and oh, and one one other piece: go from photographing in a field to thank you, maybe newborn speech or whatever, mm-hmm. to being uh, to being predominantly or at least half and half family studio or headshots. Like mm-hmm. completely, mm-hmm. like you can't go more polar opposite than where you started. Right? Yeah, I thought I was going to be doing this whole you know yeah. glamorous beauty making you know whatever, and then. When it came down to it, we 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 learned a lot about ourselves we, and our personality during that though. era. <laughs> don't we though? Don't we though? Yeah, that's a really really good. That's a really great point. And it, it it's not yeah, it's not just about the business or your mindset of what you can and can't do. It's it's the way you do it too. It's it's that's that. So all right, you're you're up. Yeah. What's next? Okay, so um, you don't need to buy it all. Oh, good. That was mine too. <laughs> 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 okay, so we're what a good twelve years apart in age and and business, quite frankly, you know, a little bit more, whatever. Yeah. And we are literally everything she's saying is exactly what I went through. So it doesn't matter where you are in your career; it really doesn't. It's the it same doesn't. things. It's the same stuff over and over again. It's just, I mean, these things apply. I I don't know how they wouldn't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, listen, guys, you don't you don't need to buy it all just because you saw somebody shooting with this cool thing and you like the way they shoot, it doesn't mean that you need the cool thing. There are, you can get so much done with so little, you know? I mean, so with a white background, mm-hmm. and honestly, with a white background, you can get a lot. just some paper. You can get a lot done with just that. You can get a lot done, honestly, on, you know, a, a, a 24 to 70 lens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can get a lot done with very little. You don't need every lens. You don't need every background. You don't need every photography prop. You don't need every baby wrap. You don't need. <laughs> you don't need every chair, Ange Olson, <laughs> <laughs> or every background, Audrey Wankett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, you don't need it all. As much as it feels good to have them and have the options of having them. Oh, I like you that. Get a, a lot done with very little. So when we get. And I love all of Andre's chairs and all of Audrey's backgrounds. So I do girls too. don't I think do that too. we're gonna slide in. We love you both. But but I want them in my house. I mean the yeah. chairs anyway. So um, but you know, when you're especially when you're looking up to a photographer and you want and you're learning from them, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you need everything. I I, I think I've I've told this story before, but when I was t- I took a, cl- a week-long class with Joel Grimes, mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna buy a whole bunch of lights after that class. I was ready to find out what he was using. And I came home and realized I didn't need to buy anything. <laughs> that right. I had, that I had everything that I needed already in my arsenal. He was really just showing me how to use whatever it is I had to light the best way. Oof. And that brings up a really great point. And I hope, mm-hmm. I, I think, I know, I know you're going to agree on this. I think it's amazing that that he did that. And, and, and sh- I will say, shame on uh, teachers and instructors that don't. Because I think something that's in- incredibly important is if you take, if you're learning, that, you know, one of the things I know Jamie and I work really hard is what do you have and how we can make it work for you now? That doesn't mean that you, maybe Joel showed you something that you, you know, one day I'm going to get a beauty dish or whatever you don't have. But he, as an instructor, is like, you have it. You just need to use it differently. Exactly. You don't You're have to buy using, everything under the sun. You don't have this. to buy everything. What do you got? Two soft boxes, you know, two medium sized soft boxes mm-hmm. and some stands and some and some cheap lights. That's fine. Here's how you position it. Right. I mean, you know, that's you don't need as much as there are 
real benefits to having some of the nicer brands. You know, Profoto being a great example. There are nice bells and whistles on those things. Sure. But photography is, a, there is an entry level for every price point out there. So if you're getting started and you don't have a lot, if you go out there and buy Godox, you know, or Flashpoint or, you know, something, right. something inexpensive that maybe, you know, it's not what Jamie Hayes uses— but you're still going to be able to pull together beautiful lighting if you actually learn about lighting. <laughs> there you go. See, there you go. I don't care what you buy. If you don't understand lighting, it doesn't matter if you have the most expensive lights or the cheapest lights. It just doesn't matter. Or no light. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to understand lighting. And that's what, I, I, I anyway, I don't want to be too shady. I'll just leave it there. Like, you, we we have pro photo lights now, but you know how long it took us to buy those, work for those pro photo that's lights? A, that's a serious investment. I mean, it's a serious investment, and not everybody can. can no. I mean, you, we you work your way up to it. We worked our way up yeah. to it. It was on our list, uh-huh. and we finally got there. And yet we say that all the time. I mean, when we teach this class, like maybe, you know, like our workshop's a great example. We had people that had one speed light to people who had every pro photo light under the sun. So, but that doesn't mean that all of them couldn't create a beautiful headshot. You showed them how to create a headshot with one light. Now you yep. want to be fancier, you can use two lights. You can do this or that or four, you know, you can always add. But, I mean, you can create incredibly beautiful, sellable, proud work, work to be very proud of with one light. With very little. With very little. Yeah. With one light, and it doesn't have to be the top of the line, top of the market. A, a light and a reflector or whatever, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So so that's that's— that's another big one, I think, to those starting out. And if it were me again starting out, I don't need the latest and greatest, mm-hmm. most expensive, most awesome thing as much as I would love to have it because I do like nice, awesome, expensive things. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. You know? Yeah. I do too. It does, but it, it doesn't change the fact that I can light with any type of light. Yeah. I, I like it, but I don't, I don't, I don't invest a lot in gear. Mm, yeah, no. We, we had, Jamie well, and I have, been, it's embarrassing. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Jamie and I sometimes will like literally low-key not even tell People ask, oh, what a camera? We just will ignore the question because it's almost embarrassing, you know, how old our cameras are or lenses. Or, but it, it, I'm still making good money on them. Why do I need to change it? You know, we might, we will, we've been testing the mirrorless. And I'm sure we'll go there eventually just because of the weight and, and our cameras are getting old. But I mean, I don't have to buy a new camera every time a camera comes out because it's not going to make no. me any more money. It's not going to make me skinnier, taller. It, you know, it, it's not. So why, why, I'd rather spend the money, you know, and, Go go to Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> well, as with and as with anything, there's benefits. There are benefits to eventually upgrading. Of and course, that, and and when those benefits outweigh the the you know what you've got, then that's when you'll move into it. Right. You know. Right. But, but um, all right. So, gosh, I do think this is going to go into two episodes. I, I think we're right? going to have to finish. So we are going to wrap this one up here in a few minutes. I guess we'll come up with one more. I need to, we need to think of one more thing. I wonder if it's going to be the same thing. You know, but we're going to have the same thing again. But I do think we should continue because maybe we were going to lean in next call on for 101. Uh, <laughs> we will talk about maybe um, more stuff about getting started or what we would do the same or differently. I think this is a great – I love this conversation, and, and I think – it's so interesting that we're both at such the same places, but different places in our lives and careers that it's, it's, it hasn't changed. It Mm-mm. hasn't changed no. a bit. It, it applies across the board. It really applies across the board. And what you, how you choose to take down and go down this path is up to you, but at least you can learn from yeah. our mistakes. Yeah. And I think the number, and this is something we didn't do. And I know you did. So you and I are, but we were so, I'm so grateful that Jamie prior to meeting me had, them had great mentors that told him this, and this stays true to this day. And I know you'll agree with it, but do not wait to price yourself where you need to be profit for profit, or do not do not oh, wait. Good, price good, yourself good. That's a good out of the gate. And I hear this all the time. Well, one day I'll charge this because I'm not good enough yet. I'm not. I don't. I can't charge what that my neighbor charges because they've been in business longer. It's so it, hard. And you you went through it. See, we opened our doors price profitably. Um, as a matter of fact, Jamie Hayes took a class with Ann Monteith before he ever opened the studio. And this is way before he, they did it all on paper. Like it was not even, nobody brought a laptop. Wow. It was well, like, yeah, I mean, it, it was, and they did it on paper, how to price profitably. So you need to open with an understanding of what you need to do to price for profit, price profitably and sustainability. And don't wait. If you wait, I, I promise you, I, it's so hard. And you can speak to that more than I can. I, it, I can, I, you know, um, definitely. 
in the very beginning, I was not even sure what to charge. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I was charging what I thought I could afford if that were me. Okay. And, and never you know, price was, to your checkbook balance. <laughs> I was a young mom in my 20s, you know, like just struggling to make ends meet. Got, I'd recently been laid off. So, yeah, $200 for a full disc of images sounds about right. Yeah, that would be a stretch. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's, that's high end. Right. I mean, yeah, because you're comparing what you would invest. We never should compare that. I love this. And and we all say it, but never, never sell or price comparable to what you can afford. Like, yeah, that's not going to work unless you're, you know, I mean, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So if you are there at that point in your career, don't forget about that square one tool that PPA offers, because that's a great tool. We've talked about it before, but if this is your first time tuning in at episode 100, (laughs) you know, uh, make sure that you are one, a PPA member, of course, and two, checking out the square one tool, because um, it will tell you what you need to price yourself at uh, to be profitable based on all the information that you plug in there. And don't wait until. Because that day is really hard to come by. It just, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that day just doesn't, it doesn't come fast enough for sure. You know really what I mean? It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Okay. Yay. We have to wrap this one we up. Do. I'm so excited that we finally got episode 100 out. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. <laughs> I know, guys. Thank you so much. And hey, huge shout out. Congratulations to Dawson Adams, who just had a cool anniversary at his studio in Georgia. Yes. Dawson, we're so excited for you. Guys, don't forget to hit us up. Share some really cool news with us. Exciting things. We'd love to give you a shout out on the podcast and celebrate you. Um, that's always so fun. So share with it. Share it with us. And um, also um, tell them where and how they could share this information. <laughs> Kira. Sure thing. <laughs> you guys can follow us on Instagram at Get Your Shoot Together. You can follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoot Together. You can email us at girl at getyourshoottogether.com and subscribe to us everywhere where podcasts are played. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>